you know, I, I really would ask people to, to try and avoid um, connecting uh, crime with migration. Hey, what's going on, folks? Today, we're going to talk about why Conor McGregor's social media posts are being assessed and monitored by the Irish police. For online hate speech, Ireland descended into riots after a migrant knifed three young children, including a five-year-old girl who remains in critical condition and a woman who was the carer for the child. Today, we're going to talk about why the whole world is descending back into tribalism, why right-wingers like Geert Wilders in the Netherlands, the allegedly libertarian guy in Argentina, and others that were considered fringe just a few years ago are now descending into office. It's going to be a really honest conversation today, folks. God bless you. Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show The way to get the news at the desk or on the road Let's go, God is great and success in our control The world is crazy but we get better from our What's going on everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Dream Rare Podcast Thank you guys for your patience I was away for Thanksgiving weekend I'll let you guys know, excuse me I'll let you guys know what that was about in a few But I do want to talk about the first situation I want one more sip of my coffee and then I'm going to get into it What's going on in Ireland and how the world seems like it's going back to tribalism and nation states, which the media seem to want to push people away from for a while. I'm just going to say hi to everybody real quick. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Giovanna. Thank you, Galazer. Thank you, Phaedra. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Perry, Kim. I see you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for being here. So there was a, a migrant stabbed people in Ireland, a couple young kids and the caretaker and Conor McGregor started mouthing off about it on social media saying, I'm not going to quote exactly what he said, but he's going off and basically was saying, you know, this is war enough is enough. The country descended into riots and because Ireland and a lot of countries have flimsy hate speech laws, they're trying to investigate uh, Conor for that and just look into it. I want to talk about a bigger picture. I mean, obviously what's going on there is crazy, but you see in the Netherlands or th this Dutch leader, Geert Wilders, he just won an election, I believe. And uh, a few years ago, he was considered extremely fringe. The uh, totally not on cocaine guy in uh, Argentina, whatever his name is, the libertarian guy, he won. A lot of people that were considered you know, too far right or too nationalistic are now winning elections. And you even see people in Ireland after years and decades of liberalism seems like the pendulum is swinging back in the other direction people are fed up and um nationalism which the media talked down so much about is now becoming more and more popular you know i kind of want to say a few things real quick i mean i'm trying to figure out exactly where to start because i have a lot to say on this topic in ireland in america all over the world i personally believe that people can intermingle and mix and diversify it would work if there was honesty the reason that you're seeing a lot of backlash nowadays on all sides is because there's not honesty along with it for example if people migrate into ireland or if people migrate into america or anywhere in the world and there's an honest conversation about it i think people would get along most people want the same thing they want to take care of their families they want to be able to eat and survive take care of their kids whatever it is that they do live a good life everybody wants instinctually the same things um but when you have this mass migration into europe into america you have it and then you have the media basically not allowing you to have an honest conversation for example i played a clip at the beginning of my video where a politician in ireland was saying you know don't 
don't connect crime to migration. Like that's crazy to do. There's criminals in our country that were born in our country that commit crimes also. It's true. It's not like only one type of person commits crimes. That's not true at all. But I don't live in Ireland. I can't speak on that country as far as like the, I haven't looked up the statistics, so I don't want to be ignorant. But in America, you know, it's like, I'm not saying that there's only one group committing crimes or that migrants commit like the most crimes or anything. But if you live in a neighborhood and you notice a certain pattern and you're called racist for noticing it, you're not allowed to say it. Meanwhile, this group's allowed to hate on you. You're not allowed to talk about it. And then, you know, you're told that it's hate speech to even mention that it's happening if it is happening in some sort of way. That's not a way for all people to get along and come together. Another example would be if you invited me to your house and then I just started trashing your house and I said, don't talk about me trashing your house. That's hate speech. You wouldn't like me. You can't legislate you liking me. A lot of countries are like that. If I went to a country in Africa and I just started committing like absurd amounts of crime, what if I just said that was hate speech? It's like, oh, that's hate speech to say that I'm doing that. I'm not doing that. I mean, it might be happening, but don't notice. It's like, this is the thing that I don't know if the media is doing it purposely, probably, but I believe that all groups can keep, I mean, nobody's ever going to be perfect. I'm not saying like world peace and everyone's going to hold hand and sing kubia, but you notice in certain neighborhoods that people can diversify, P different groups can come together, different languages, different religions. And it's fine as long as there's some sort of commonality of like common good, like what's good for the whole neighborhood. Like, don't be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, endanger other people's families. And I think it works well when there's an honest conversation where it's like, hey, this is what our country is. Nobody's perfect. It's not like everyone's going to do it. But there's a certain idea like with America. Someone said, Anomaly, your mouth is moving. That's hate speech pretty much. But um, in America, I think it worked for a while because people came to America, no matter if you came from Italy or India, you know, no matter if you were black or white or brown, you came to America with this idea of like, this is what America means. This is what America is. Yes, I came from here, but now I'm this. And I'm going to buy into what it means to be an American. I'm going to make this my community. I might still wave my Italian flag or my India flag, but I'm American now and I'm buying into this nation. People don't buy into the nation of America anymore. There isn't really a nation. The media that runs the country hates the nation of America and acts like it's racist to say that you like the nation. And the only thing that made America work, and I talk about America because I, I live here. I can only say so much about Ireland and, and Netherlands because I'm, I'm only speaking from afar. But in America, this worked pretty well for a while because everyone, no matter if you were brown, black, white, you came to America, you bought into this idea of this is what it is. And we, we're, we're all different, but we're all going to come to some sort of commonality to make a better life for us and our family, no matter where we came from. And once the media said that that was racist and you weren't allowed to do it, now they're like, what, what, are, what do we have in common? We can't even do the national anthem anymore, which is like the anthem of our nation. No one, we're, we have no identity. Our identity is like watching a bunch of demonic music industry plants like sing and dance around with Satan and like with a rainbow flag tied around their head, obese. And, you know, if you don't like it, they'll call you a sexist. It's like, you know, there is, there's like nothing here. And America is a unique place because we weren't all one thing to begin with anyway. So we need something to come together over. In Ireland, it's pretty simple. Like Irish people mostly make up the population. You know, that's just what it is. It's what it's been for a long time. 
So when migrants come to Ireland, I think that there's this sort of thing. It's like if I went to another country, it's not all about me. I have to follow the laws and rules of that country. If I'm committing more atrocities in that country than the people who live there, it's totally natural for the people of that country to be like, yo, I don't want anomaly and people like him there. And it's like, I, I could say it's racist. I could say they don't like white people or part Hispanic people or Christians or whatever I want to victim card I want to use. But at the end of the day, that's like human nature. It's like if you bully somebody a hundred times and they say, stop, and you go, oh my gosh, that's hate speech. Oh my gosh, why did he tell me to stop? We've never done any. It's like, you know, there's so many groups that do this sort of stuff where they take zero accountability. They never allow any sort of conversation to be had that's even. They'll talk about this race a thousand times or this religion a thousand times. But if you just give them one eighth of what they're giving you, then all of a sudden it's hate speech, but they can say it about you. It's like, this is that unequal conversation that rises tension all over the country. If Ireland is a majority Irish people because it's Ireland and migrants come in and there are crimes being committed at a higher rate, I don't know that that's a higher rate because I haven't looked it up, but let's just assume for the point of this conversation that it is. But then it's like, you can't even talk about it. You have to just pretend like it's not existing. And then it's hate speech for the people who were born and raised there to say that it's happening. It's pure insanity. And it's happening all over Europe and America. And I'm just being honest, even if you're left wing and you completely disagree with what I'm saying, or you think what I'm saying is crazy. Why do you think a totally not cocaine addict in uh, what, whatever, Argentina, the Zionist libertarian guy, what's his name? Mali or whatever. I'm just joking. I don't know that he does cocaine. It's just much funnier to say that than to just be like, oh, he's totally normal. He looks like he's on coke. I'm just saying. I'm not saying he is. It's just kind of funny in my head to say that. But anyway, long story short, why did he win the election? Why did Geert Wilders, the Dutch guy, win the election? He used to be crazy just three years ago. It's because everybody's starting to notice what I'm saying, and they're tired of the inequality. They're tired of the not being allowed to say something. You know, it's actually insane, and this goes for every group. I'm not just pointing out one group or migrants. It's like if we're all going to intermingle and coexist, and we're going to be different religions, different races, different genders, all 10 million of them or whatever, we got to have an honest conversation about how we're the same, how we're different, and a common you know, law that makes sense or else nothing's going to work. I'll give you another example. I'll just flip the races and use different examples that people should be able to understand. If there's a black neighborhood, that's like a 99% black neighborhood, right? And I move to the neighborhood and there's only like a few white people that move to the neighborhood. And then they start acting crazy in an all black neighborhood. It's totally okay for the people that were in that neighborhood before me to say anomalies acting crazy way crazier than we're acting and it's not everybody that looks like anomaly but we definitely notice the pattern and we're going to talk about it because we're free in america that's okay that doesn't make them racist against me that's just basic pattern recognition and being like okay like we own a majority of this neighborhood we've lived here for a long time now anomaly comes in and he acts crazy but this is how the world works now there's certain groups that you're allowed to say everything about it's like if lebron james says stuff about white people, no one cares. If God forbid he said something about the group that must not be named, he's on a Kyrie Irving apology tour. You know, God forbid he says something about his own people the way he says it about other people, uh, then it's racist. It's like the, the unequal conversation that everyone's allowed to have is building a lot of tension in Europe and America, and it's allowing these further right people, if they're, if they're not puppets, they probably are, but you know, that's what is causing 
this. And it's like people can ignore it and call it it crazy and racist and whatever, but it's like, why are they winning though? You know what I'm saying? If what you're saying is so popular, why did Geert Wilders win? If left-wingers are so popular, why did uh, the guy in uh, the totally not cocaine addict in uh, Argentina win? Why is Trump probably going to be Joe Biden if that's the case in America? Is everybody hateful or is there unequal conversations allowed to be have about race and ethnicity and people like in Ireland that were born and raised there, they can't even have an opinion about people coming into the country. It's utterly insane. If 10% of like white people moved into Nigeria and they started doing a bunch of weird crap that people didn't like, or on average, it's not like everyone's doing it, but like they notice that their culture is changing in a direction that they don't want it to change. That's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person to notice things. It's like, you know, if, if you use examples like this, people understand, because I truly do believe that for any, it's not like a one-sided thing that I'm talking about, but it's like, imagine if Nigeria had hate speech laws where if white people moved to Nigeria and started causing havoc, not only could you not stop it, but you couldn't even talk about it. Now that people that were born there can't even have an honest conversation about what's happening in their own country. Is that going to make tension go away? Is that going to make racial unity flourish? Is that going to make everybody like each other? Is that going to stop the crime? Is that, It's like, of course not. It's not. It's just not. You know. And when you have, say in America, I can't speak for Ireland because I'm a little unfamiliar, but when you have millions of people coming across the border illegally, it's just a crazy thing to have happen. There's hundreds of different countries that people are coming from. Most people are good people, but open having an open border is just a crazy thing to do, especially when you're funding two wars in Israel and Ukraine, it's not like America, everyone likes America like it's 40 years ago and every the whole world's like, oh, America's so awesome. Most of the world doesn't like us because our own media doesn't even like us. Our own institutions hate us. We're projecting anti-America hate all over the world. We're, we're literally pushing in America propaganda against America all over the world. We're funding a proxy war in Ukraine and Russia. We're funding a proxy war or a real war in Israel and Palestine. And then we're like, at the same time, we're just going to leave our border open for millions of people to come across and then call everybody racist that notices. It's like, is that really going to work? It doesn't work. It doesn't work for anybody. And I saw a story. I mean, it's sad no matter who it happens to, but I saw a story that Bill Malugan posted. He's a good reporter for Fox that illegal migrants, I believe it was in Texas, they were driving crazy and they killed some guy. And it happened to be a Mexican American who was a, a, a citizen of America. And he looked like a nice guy. He had a cowboy hat on. He had a wife. It's like just murdered by the millions of people coming across the border. It doesn't mean everyone coming across the border is bad, but it's just a crazy thing to have happen. And the people who suffer are good Americans. At this point, America isn't even one specific ethnicity or anything. It's like all sorts of people that bought into this American idea, whether they came from India, whether they came from Mexico, whether they came from Europe. And now... The, our own media is telling us that buying into the only idea that makes the country work is somehow bad and you have to completely hate yourselves in order to 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 get where like what what does liberalism lead to like in my i could get along with liberals on a personal scale as long as they don't know i'm mostly conservative leaning or because then they'll probably hate me but if they don't it's like i get where they're going but it, if it doesn't work it doesn't work like if you say these things but los angeles looks like it does or san francisco descends into chaos like your ideas don't work. Like I love to just hang out and chill. I'm like a hippie. You know, it's like peace, love, positivity. But it, if you have a city and there's people committing crimes, like you can't just like smoke weed and just sit there and meditate. Like somebody's got to be the police. 
Somebody's got to lay down the law. There has to be some sort of order in some way or else the whole city descends into chaos. And that's happening in most liberal areas. And honestly, in America, if you look at just Google, do, do a test. I'm not even going to say anything about it because I haven't done it for all 50 states, but I've done it for a few. Google in California, what's the most dangerous city? What's the most safe city? Go to Florida. What's the most dangerous city? What's the most safe city? Go to Texas. What's the most dangerous city? What's the most safe city? Go to Oklahoma. What's the most dangerous city in Oklahoma? What's the safest city in Oklahoma? Go to, you know, anywhere in America, Google, what's the safest city? And then what's the most dangerous city? And just look at the patterns. Look at the politics of the city that's dangerous. Look at the politics of the city that's safe. Look at the demographics of the city that's dangerous. Look at the demographics of the city that's safe. Is that hate speech to, to, to literally do science and analytics on a country? And in Ireland, I'm not, I've never been there, so I have no idea. In my head, you know, I stereotype Irish people because I was born in America. And the only time you see Irish people is when Conor McGregor's on TV. You know, St. Paddy's Day, everybody's getting wasted. Or you're playing a casino game and you're trying to win a bunch of coins from a leprechaun. So it's like, I'm not... You know, I know Irish people are not sensitive, so I can make that joke. You know, I made a St. Paddy's Day joke one time and they called me like a white something. I was like, I can't make a joke about Irish people now. And it wasn't Irish people getting mad at me. Of course, it was some like diverse, not even diverse, probably white liberal person. But anyway, um, you know, I've never been to Ireland, so I can't speak on how it works there. But I can say this about Ireland. Most of Ireland is white Irish people. Migrants are coming in. And what is the crime statistics of Ireland? I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Maybe I should have before this. But if there's a small portion of people in Ireland committing a larger portion of violent crime and you're not even allowed to talk about it, that's how you get tension. If you are allowed to talk about it, then tension lowers, actually, and then people start acting right. It's like, imagine if I just went to Saudi Arabia and started mass committing crimes, and I'm like, you know, in the minority in Saudi Arabia, and then somehow I can just say it's hate speech to say that I'm doing it. Like, it's, it doesn't mean you blame everybody. I'm not asking to be blamed for what America is doing or what our country is doing. I don't want to be blamed for every stupid thing white people do or part Puerto Rican people that have, you know, angelic golden skin. No, I'm just kidding. But jokes, is, you know, it's like I'm not asking people to stereotype. I'm not asking people to blame everybody for what certain people do. I'm just saying there's not an honest conversation in this world, especially in the Western world. And because of it, you have tension rising. You have countries going back to nationalism and you have people going back to tribalism. And I, I have to say, there's two angles of people being more tribally, more tribally racially, more tribally nationally. There's two reasons for it. And I'm going to start with the one that's less controversial because I don't feel like getting in trouble today. Although everything I say gets me in trouble now because the truth is hate speech in 15,000 different countries. But anyway, um, I do believe that diversity could work in a lot of areas of the world if there was the law of the land made sense and people acted right. And when people didn't act right, people of all races and religions came together and said, that person's not acting right. And, and you, you know, you call it like you see it, regardless who does it, and you create a safe and, and prosperous society. That's the only way it works. You can't, you can't have people just unfettered coming into a country from different places, and then the people who live there can't even talk about it, and you tell them not to talk. It doesn't work. It only works with an honest conversation, and it only works if the law of the land is strict. If you commit a crime in Dubai, I mean, I'm not saying Dubai is perfect, it's far from it, but like 
They don't say, oh, well, you're from America or you're a white guy from South Africa or you're from Nigeria or you're from St. Louis. Like they don't care where you're from. The law is the law. They don't make excuses for people, whether they're Saudi Arabian. They actually enforce the law that they have. And it's like, this is what this is the rules of here. You don't get to come here and make your own rules and cry hate speech like these are the rules. And it's safe because they actually enforce the rules. It's the only way diversity works. You got to be honest. You got to have a, a strict rule because unfortunately, there are people who take advantage of bent rules in a society. Um, and then also, I think people are getting tribal since they're not allowed to have that conversation. People are getting more and more tribal. It's like if you criticize something going on, right? This is just an example. I've seen this happen hundreds of times. And the media and the right-wingers and the left-wingers, they sit there and point at you and they call you a racist or an anti-Semite or whatever, and then they banish you from existence. What do you do? Do you just like stop thinking that way? No, then if you're not allowed on Twitter, Twitter, excuse me, you start going to other websites and you start hanging around people that kind of sound like you and agree with you. You live in an echo chamber. And a lot of times you just get more radical in your viewpoint because you're not allowed to actually have conversations. And if you say something that kind of makes sense and everybody shuns you, it just it doesn't like solve the situation. It just pushes you further in a corner. So that's happening to the world. It's like, I don't know if the left is doing this purposely. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just really stupid and short sighted and nature always win and God always wins. And it goes back to reality at some point. But it's like it's almost like the far left and the liberal, the liberals of this world are trying to implode their entire thought process. Like either they're purposely imploding it or they're really stupid. And it's just the cycle of life. Like whenever you get too dumb, you go back and the pendulum swings back. Because I can't like if you want gay people to get married and be respected, you wouldn't be doing all the weird stuff that they're doing now and, and normalizing it. Like that's how you get people to not like the LGBT community anymore. Like maybe that's just the natural progression of it and the slippery slope. I can't tell, but it's like, if you wanted people to really like gay people, you would just like crush like Freddie Mercury and you're like, la, 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 la. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's so good. And then you, you know, like people are like, oh, that guy's gay, but he's kind of fire. Like you, you become likable and, and you do things that people like, and you know, you create shows that people like, you don't like say, oh, I'm going to sexualize your five-year-old and call you an LGBT phobe if you, if you disagree. And I'm going to transition a kid. It's like, that's how you get people to hate you. I'm just being honest. It's like, I, I don't, I don't get where all of this is going. Cause if they wanted um, national tribalism to die down and they wanted people to actually come together, then you'd, you'd want to be honest about this stuff. Cause that's the only way it works without that. You see people getting more and more and more tribal because they can't have that conversation. Some of it is natural progression where people, you know, at the end of the day, everybody has a tribe, whether it's a sports team, whether it's, they like Trump, that's their tribe. Maybe they hate Trump and they like Rachel Maddow. That's their tribe. Some people, the nation is their tribe. America is the only country that doesn't seem to like itself. Like if you when the, I was just talking to my buddy that's a Mexican-American about this, like when the World Cup comes around, I love America, but you can't get that pumped about it because nobody cares in America. Like in Mexico, they love Mexico. Argentina loves Argentina. When Argentina won the World Cup, it's like it was like the greatest day in that country because they like themselves. Like America's the only country. I love soccer or football, as other people call it. But who cares about the World Cup? Even if America wins, it's like, oh, we hate ourselves. Oh, we don't have any national pride. Everywhere naturally has national pride because it's just something. I don't know. It's like having family pride. Like, why do you do things? And, you know, it, part of it is nature. It's not all hateful and all bad. It's like, I don't know. I'm from Argentina. And when I win, I put on for my people. Or if you're from Uzbekistan, 
you know, and you're a fighter in the UFC and like everybody loves you. Like they stay up till like 5 a.m. to watch their fighters because it's cool. Uzbekistan's a small country and they got someone doing something cooler. If you're from a small town, there's something about tribalism that's just natural. It doesn't make you racist or hateful or overly nationalistic. Like why do people like certain people from like small towns in North Carolina, if they blow up and then all the people in that town say, oh, this guy's from our town. Does that, are they hateful? Do, are they only, do they only like their town and they hate everyone? Else? No, it's just like the same reason Alabama fans like Alabama and people in Alabama like this, the, the college, like there's an element of natural to tribalism and they try to erase that so hard from American and global society. And it's like, it's just not working anymore. People they overplayed the hand of calling people names too. It's like when they started calling people anti-Semitic, like five years ago, like that word hit hard. It's like, oh my gosh, that person really hate. But now you realize 99% of people who use that word, maybe that's a false statistic, but you know, a large portion of people who use that word, they're constantly just saying it about anyone at any time. So it's like, you know, you call this person anti-Semitic. Okay. You call Elon Musk anti-Semitic. You call me anti-Semitic. Half the world's anti-Semitic. This person's anti-Semitic. A Jewish person who disagrees with the anti-Semitic. Everyone's anti-Semitic. It's like now no one cares anymore. You know, you call someone racist seven years ago. It's really scary. It's like, where's the racist? Now I just assume people are lying, not because there aren't bad people out there, but the people who use the word racist too much tend to lie. You know, it's the same with like climate change. I'm an environmentalist. I love the environment. It's important to take care of our, our country, our environment, our nature. But these people are so crazy. They're just like painting on, they're like spray painting really epic paintings from history and, and blocking buses and they have no scientific backing or you know if you ask a question they say it's climate denial it's like the 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 movement has descended so far that it doesn't even really make sense anymore and you're not allowed to question it all of these things are making people go back to tribalism like you know no one cares like if you call an irish person a racist seven years ago they probably really cared now they don't care because you've overused that word you're too soft you're too sensitive you're too no, these people could come into our country, but you're not even allowed to talk about it. What the hell? Like, that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like if people from California moved to Texas and then Texas passed a speech law to say that you're not allowed to criticize Californians who come to, you know, uh, Texas. You're not allowed to criticize the liberals who moved to California and are destroying Austin. It's a hate speech violation to criticize incoming travelers. It's like no matter which way you twist it, which race, which location, which country, which state, it's crazy to just not be able to question people who are coming to your area. Like it's a, it's a crazy psychological phenomenon that for some reason liberals think is so just. And I understand why if you're going to take the innocent route, I think a lot of them are super sneaky and uh, definitely playing chess. But on the innocent route, it's like maybe a lot of liberals do think that they're helping. You know, it's like if we don't allow people to talk about this. Racism will die out. And then, you know, everybody will live in peace and, and we don't want to talk about things. And it's like, it doesn't work though. It's not working anywhere. It's not working in the Netherlands. It's not working in Ireland. It's not working in America. It's not working in Argentina. It's not, nowhere is it really working. I've, I haven't been to Paris, but I heard Paris is a dump now. Like, are, is that hate speech? I don't, you know, I've heard Paris sucks now. It's like a lot of crime, people getting robbed all the time. I watched an I, I watched a Paris fighter, a France fighter. His name is Cyril Gan. He won a couple hundred thousand bucks because he's a good fighter. And then his house got robbed the day he fought. It's like that that type of stuff you hear 
even in America, but it's like, you know, no one can have an opinion about what's going on. Everyone has to just agree with what the news says. Like it does, it doesn't, doesn't work anymore. You know, it doesn't work. So this is what I'm going to wrap up. And then I'm going to talk about my Thanksgiving and a few things. Um, you know, if you really want racial unity and you want to lower tension, we have to have an honest conversation. And I'm not acting like right wingers are perfect or anything. There's a there's a lot of tribalism on the right that's fake. There's a lot of like, in my opinion, controlled opposition, hoorah, people running you in circles. But if the left really wants to stop losing and like, e even if you win, you lose. Like, wow, you won an election in San Francisco. What do you get? When you win an election, your city goes to shit. It's not like you, you, you lose when you, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. When you win, you lose. You know, it doesn't even matter when you win an election because it doesn't work. And it's not going to work. But we got to be able to talk about stuff. You can't call everything racist. You can't call everything anti-Semitic. You can't call everything sexist. There's certain things and certain patterns that exist and people don't just like lose their thought because you won't allow them to talk. They usually just get more radical or more extreme in their thought process, which is what you claim to want to stop. Um, let me give you an example. Like in, uh, in sports, men are physically stronger than women in almost every sport, if not every sport. Like if you look at women's fighting and men's fighting, they're both entertaining, but the men are stronger. And like, that's just a pattern that you'll notice in society. It doesn't mean every man's stronger than every woman, but it just means that men and women are built differently by God's grace. And that's a beautiful thing because each sex has their pros and cons. And you don't want to just ignore reality and pretend like it's not that way because it is that way. And even if you can't say it's that way, it's still that way. So people are going to go back to it eventually one way or another. And Geert Wilder's just going to win an election in Netherlands and you're not going to know why but it's because of what I'm telling you. So if left-wingers do want to like not lose everything eventually or just have everything collapse on them, it's like even if you win, your whole society is going to fall on your head. Um, start thinking about this. Stop calling everyone names when they want to say anything. Like, please just allow a discussion. It doesn't make you racist if you notice that incoming migrants are not assimilating and, you know, there's a surge in crime. It doesn't, it, for any race, any religion, any country, it doesn't make you hateful. It's like saying if somebody comes over your house for Thanksgiving and trashes your house that you're not allowed to say that they trashed their house. It didn't never happened and you you can't talk about it. It's like, is that going to make anything change? It doesn't work. And I'm not saying everybody does that. For every bad immigrant, I'm sure there's hundreds of amazing ones. You know what I'm saying? And, and like when it comes to like illegal immigration, most people are good people, but it's just too much. You can't allow like 2 million illegal... You know, it's just like, look at Eric Adams. Eric Adams doesn't even care. And it's like his whole state is collapsing because he can't figure out the finances. They have budgets they can't do. Just a couple thousand mi migrants threw off his whole financial budget, but they have money to send to war. They have money to send here, of course. You know, it's just allow a conversation. That's all I'm going to say. Allow a conversation. And I think that we can coexist and, and, and live more beautifully and safely if people can just talk about what's going on on both sides. And that requires, which I don't know that's possible, the left wing and the right wing have to be more honest, which I don't know if it's possible. And people of all races have to be more honest. And, you know, in a perfect world, with, like, imagine if Native Americans were pissed off because, like, they had more land 100 years ago and people, white people stole it. And they said that and you're like, oh, that's hate speech. Like, that never happened or it did happen, but you need to like, it's like, that's not going to make them like you more. You got to be like, well... You know, maybe there's more nuance to that discussion, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, you got to give a little to get a little sometimes. And every 
group could do it a little more. You know, if everyone's just so dishonest and closing the door on a conversation, people are going to go back to their tribes because it's the only place they feel comfortable. And it's happening all over the world. Part of it is just human nature. Part of it is the media being so fake and disingenuous that not allowing a discussion makes it almost impossible to have a functional society. It's just true. So I hope to see more peace. I hope to see more unity. But you know, I, it requires the media to stop being psychotic and insane. It requires the left wing to stop lying completely. And it requires the right wing to be more honest as well. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen overnight, but all I could do is try to play my part. Let me know what you think in the comment section. I started off a little slow. Um, every time I come back to a live stream after I took time off, it just feels weird staring at my screen. But I wanted to say real quick about my Thanksgiving. One thing that I'm very grateful for, probably maybe the most grateful, is because of what I do, because I work hard and I, I really don't take days off, I'm allowed to travel and uh, you know take breaks sometimes. I mean, I definitely lose money like everyone when I take breaks, but it's well worth it. Um, I'm grateful for that because a lot of people in my family don't get time off and they don't have a flexible schedule. So for this Thanksgiving, I um, flew back and surprised my mom for Thanksgiving. I usually never come back for Thanksgiving, but my mom turned 60 and I surprised her and she didn't know I was going to be there. So it was amazing. I surprised my dad for his 60th birthday too. So being able to do that, spend more time with my family is amazing. I had a great Thanksgiving with, with my family and, uh, you know, it was a beautiful thing. I took time off. I played with my nephews, et cetera. So it's a really good time. Uh, I enjoy myself thoroughly and I'm very grateful to anybody that watches supports in any way because it allows me to have more time with my family being far away. Uh, it's a very nice thing. And I know that in this world, I try to travel and see my family more and more every year because, you know, it's never, no matter how much money it costs, it's always worth it. And as time goes on, you know, time flies and uh, it's always a great trip, no matter how far the flight is to, to see my family and spend time with them. So that was, I had a great Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, so that's that. I'll read a few comments and then I'm gonna take off. Appreciate you guys. And I wanted to say two things too that have been on my mind. Um, this year I've had like, not like major health problems or anything. So I don't really talk about it, but I've had like minor things. So I feel like all year, I'm, I don't want to really get into it. It's not nothing too crazy, but like I was a little thrown off this year in some ways. And uh, I, I really having time off, I was thinking about stuff and I was like, what's, you know, I'm not, I, I still think I've done some good podcasts and some good stuff, but I've always tried to evolve and adapt with how things were. And, um, you know, I don't want to just be stagnant when everything's changing. You can't be like now if you do Instagram and TikTok and, you know, if you don't do reels and vertical stuff, it's hard to really keep up. But I was like, you know, two things that I'm going to focus on for the new year and even the last month um, that I I'm not going to say I got away from, but I think I get caught in the rat race sometimes like everybody else where it's like you got to just keep going. Um, I want to make great stuff at the end of the day. I think, uh, th this is some, like, um, it's not like free, like I'm giving you some great service, but I, I'm just saying some free insight, I think onto social media and how things are going with marketing. Cause I'm interested in that angle as well. Um, there's a lot of competition nowadays, right? Everybody wants to be an influencer when I first, and I'm not complaining about this by the way, but like when I first started, I just kind of went for it. I was like, this feels right you know, I have a platform, I rap, I'm not going to just be another idiot who says nothing and lies all the time. Like I'm going to speak the truth. Um, when I started, there weren't a lot of people doing it. Now, everybody wants to do it in every niche market. And it's not a bad thing. Why wouldn't you in this world, if you could be an entrepreneur, and you could make it doing something you love, you should do it. I'm not shaming anybody at all. I'm just saying there's way more competition in everything. 
way more competition with selling stuff, way more competition with business marketing courses, way more competition with political analysts and content and podcasts. So I'm thinking for multiple reasons, like what makes you stand out? Being great is, is what I'm, there's two things I'm focusing on th this next year, being great. I, I've, I'm not saying I haven't made great content, but I think like my reel I just made, you could go watch it on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. I think it's my best one ever because I sat there and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna spend hours on this. I don't even know if the payback's gonna be there, if it's gonna be worth it, but I don't wanna make mediocre or just good stuff or kind of good stuff. I'm like, let me just make really great stuff because in this day and age where everybody wants to do everything, I think one of the things that's gonna make people stand out because there's so many options is just being really, really good. And I'm not just saying like, you have to be like, you know, great at everything. But for example, if everybody's being dishonest, and you could be really great at being more honest and being more objective, then you're really great at something and you're going to provide value that other people don't provide. Everyone's doing everything now and it's just too much and everybody's getting tired of certain things. So that's my only way that I could really think of to, to stand out is like, I'm going to try to just be the best at what I do and just make really good stuff, no matter how much it time it takes, no matter if I think it's going to pay off or not, no matter if it seems like it's a financially good idea or, or a socially good idea. I mean, I've always tried to do that, but I have to be honest. I think like, um, I don't know. I just keep working, keep working, keep working. I never really take a break to think about stuff. So that's what I thought about when I did have a few days off. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, just completely ignore, I'm not a hundred percent, but you know, ignore everything else and just try to be really, really, really good at what I do. Really honest and, and, and up the quality. Like if you look two years ago, my quality was worse on every level. Um, I could do better stuff. I'm going to try to get a better camera, got a laptop recently, better lights and stuff. Um, and then also have fun. I think I do better work when I have fun and enjoy myself. Work is not always fun. I mean, life is not perfect or anything. It's like, you can't enjoy everything you do. It's not a playpen. I got to work like everybody else. But, you know, if I have fun and, and do great stuff, I think I'll be able to stay above the curve like I always have been. And I think that's my best advice to people, unsolicited advice. If you're doing content, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do more consulting this year, work with people, work with businesses I like, products I like. I'm, but in general, it's like everyone's doing everything. So I think if you can be authentic, if you could be honest and just be really, really good at it, that's something you can control. There's a lot of competition on Instagram reels. And a lot of people will say, you know, I did these reels and it's not working or I did these and, it, you know, even good stuff doesn't work sometimes, but the algorithm is so sensitive and it's not sensitive. Like they care who you are. It's sensitive. Like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. They want people to stay on for as long as they can because the more you stay on their website, the more money they make and the more they beat their competitors. So it's like being great, doing good stuff, making, you know, not making excuses and just like, you know, if you're just coasting with things that everyone you think are going to work, I think more and more that's not going to work. And uh, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I, I, I felt like my, my last reel, my last TikTok was the best one that I've done yet. And I'm just thinking like that. I'll take time off. I'll lose money. I'll do whatever I have to do to make bangers. Hopefully, you know, that pays off in the long run. But I, I just think, you know, there's, there's so much competition out there. The only thing like the, the edge that I have on people, I don't have all the money in the world. I don't have all the connections. I, I mean, I don't have zero. I definitely have a lot, but you get what I'm saying. It's like, if I could just be really good, really honest, then I, I think I'll stand the test of time. And that, that goes with music too. It's like, if you make a really good song like Bohemian Rhapsody or something, you know, on the subject of Queen again, 
they said that song wasn't going to work, but it worked because it was just really good. So even if people don't get it at the moment, you know, that's what makes a song timeless. It's like, was it good in 1970? Sure. Is it still good now? Like, uh, you know, someone played the song Redbone. I forget what the song is like. Hey, hey, what's the like? It's just a good song. You can see it in a commercial in 2030 and it's still going to hit just as hard as it did. So that's not just advice for other people, but advice for myself for the new year is I'm not just trying to be a rat on the wheel. I feel like I've been like that for a while. Um, you know, take my time more, maybe take some take some financial L's more and maybe like work smarter not harder because i'm always such a hard worker that sometimes i just put my head down and go 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 but i'm like you know what i'll take a few l's and that if i could spend two days and make the best video i've ever made versus like hey let's just do five a week because we do five a week like like you got to keep going you got to keep moving because if you don't you know everything stops the algorithm stops it's like i that was driving me crazy crazy um and it's it is what it is it's like going to work i'm not complaining about it like oh my gosh i'm such a victim i don't care i'm fine I'm just like, I want to make great stuff. If I make great stuff, I know people will like it. I know people will share it and I'll add value. And also another thing that I want to say too is um, I want to help people. I think a couple of years ago, there's a lot of influencers, including a lot of people that are even bigger than me today that I really elevated. And I always did it for the right reasons. I was always like, that's really good. If that's really good, I want to share it. I have a huge audience. I have millions of followers. I get millions of views a week still. And, uh, you know, it's, it, God is great. Um, I want to definitely like help more people like I used to. It's not like I was being selfish or anything. I've just been busy, but it, it always pays off. Cause at the end of the day, like if you have more people telling the truth, more people that are good at what they do, they're honest, they, they're, they're providing some value in the, in the sphere of, you know, news analysis or anything. It only helps the country. It helps the world. It helps everybody. So these are the things I'm thinking about. Have more fun with it. You know, make great stuff, make better stuff, not just okay or good stuff, make great stuff and then help more people. Those are my three business models of the year. Hopefully it pays off. If not, if you see me on the side of the road with a sign, you know, throw me a dollar, but I'm just joking, but it should be good. Let me know what you guys think, but I, I had a few days off. I got to spend time with family, enjoy myself. And that is some of my thoughts out loud. And um, when it comes to social media, I know a lot of people are doing a lot of stuff. I've been saying this for a while because I'm doing 50 million things, including I have two new songs coming out. I shot a music video for one song. So even when you don't see me, I'm always working. I'm always doing something. Um, I'm definitely trying to partner with certain businesses. I have a, a website too. I don't think I posted it, but dreamrarebiz.com, D-R-E-A-M-R-A-R-E, biz.com, where I'm trying to do two things. One, um, add more products to my shop. So if I could wholesale really good stuff that some of you guys have. I'm, you know, that's a win-win. I could buy it in bulk from you and then I could sell it on my shop. I'm trying to partner with more companies on that note, do more sponsorships if I like the company. And then also I want to do some social media consulting because I do my own thing on here. It's actually fun for me to do like business outside of my own niche market. I really enjoy strategizing and helping people win. So I think, uh, you know, just some ways to make, make my job more fun and, and be good at what I do. Thank you guys. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. And I will be back really, really soon with a lot more content. And I'm going to do, I think I'll still do the podcast. Obviously I like this format. It's fun, but I'm going to do like, just like really good content. You know, like I'll, I might spend like two days. If you don't see me for two days, chances are I'm, I'm carving out something really solid. Like I want to make videos that I know are really great. Like I used to, like it, it takes a long time and the format's a little different. I didn't stop because it took a lot of time. It's more like combo of that, but also 
you know, formatting change, podcast, audio, every, you know, reels. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm tapping out of all that stuff. Yeah. I'll still make reels. I'll make videos. I'm not stopping. I just want to be great. I don't like being good or pretty good or, oh, that's pretty. Like if I'm not really, really, really good and I'm not like top tier at everything I do, there's a lot of competition. There's no reason people have to listen to me or want to listen to me. And I don't, I don't, think of myself as a victim like oh you you owe me your support because you liked me in 2016 or oh you you should watch me because I, it's like if you know it's it's all optional if you're not if people aren't tuning in then i got to just do better work and i'm not saying i haven't i'm just i'm just pumped i'm like i'm like i, I don't want to make a great real i want to make a really great real like one that that makes sense in 5 years and it still hits as hard as it does now timeless stuff timeless music timeless content something that matters it's you know not not just going through the motions it's like yeah i'm talking about it but like you know everyone's always like what's the solution it's like put put together some solutions make make it make it make sense so I, i'm pretty inspired for now we'll see if i get tired later on but uh hopefully you pick up on some of that have a beautiful week do your thing enjoy the holiday season and enjoy christmas if you're christian but you know, if I see someone that's definitely not Christian, I have no problem saying happy holidays. I know some people don't like that. They're like, it's, it's Christmas to me. It's Christmas to Christians. I'll say Merry Christmas to random people. But like, I walked past somebody today and I like, I knew they didn't celebrate Christmas just because I know, I already know what religion they are. I've talked to them before. I have no problem throwing a happy holidays. I, happy holidays. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy the season. It's all good. You're, you're not taking anything away from me. I just, I'll say it when I want to. Just don't call me, uh, don't call it hate speech. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. I'll be back soon. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week. Week, it's annoying so i don't do it stay in touch with me.com it helps me take back